Welcome everyone to this very special episode of the Six Yards podcast. Unless you're not a football fan or you've been living under a rock, you'll probably uh, have heard of the European Super League and that's what we are going to discuss today. Uh, the last few days have been completely crazy and uh, obnoxious, if, if, I, if I can call it an understatement. Um, and it's mostly been off the field, right? It's, it's not a VAR controversy. It's not... Uh, you know, a decision going against uh, any team or it's not a crazy red card or a manager having a uh, touchdown, uh, having a touchdown fracas with a, with, with a fellow manager. But it's in fact uh, something that's taken place off the field, right? Uh, a decision or a, a, a set of clubs have come together and taken a decision to form their own runaway league. Uh, there are 12 clubs that are involved in this six from the Premier League. Uh, we have some representation from those six clubs today. Uh, hopefully, uh, we'll be able to discuss in detail, uh, in general, what the mood is, uh, you know, among amongst these fan clubs and uh, kind of understand, you know, where football fans actually stand in this entire um, mess that has, you know, just been created out of nothing over the last three days or so, right? I'd like to first invite uh, Karthik, uh, whose team Tottenham have miraculously snuck themselves into the European Super League. Hey Karthik, what are your first thoughts when, rather, what were your first thoughts when this was announced? Hey Supreet, I was astonished, I was surprised. I was like, how did we even make it there? Um, <laughs> what did we do to deserve this? But uh, on a serious note, I, I think uh, see, uh, for, for all the trolls that are sort of coming up on this, I think it's it's the groundwork that Daniel Levy has done, uh, you know, in terms of establishing Spurs as a superpower even without, you know, winning any trophies. So uh, respect to that. But, um, but from uh, a club's point of view, from a fan's point of view, obviously it's one shocking. But I was uh, thoroughly surprised at the, uh, you know, at, at the rate at which these guys sort of figured everything out and then rolled it. So uh, the pace, because I, I'm, I'm sure it's going to have. Uh, legal implications. Uh, been reading about yeah. it, but uh, you know, how? I'm sure these guys would have definitely have a, a you know a, a sort of a, a solid plan, uh, you know, before they sort of rolled out and signed the contracts, uh, which mm. apparently are uh, you know it's, it's a 23-year contract and there's no going yeah. back from what we're reading. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it, clubs do not sign a 23-year contract if they if they're not sure you know uh, the future is not secure. So, yeah. uh, having said that, but I think the backlash is uh, uh, palpable. Uh, I, I am with it. Mm-hmm. But also, you need to understand that when you say you're with it, are you saying are you with the backlash or are you with the club's decision? So, I, I am with the club's decision, uh, basically with the fans' decision. Okay, I, I really condemn this because it's going to kill the game. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, but... Also, having said that, let's also look back how when how Premier League sort of broke away, right, from the f- first division. It, obviously, yeah. you cannot compare these two, but it, it is still sort of a breakaway. And back in '92, that was sort of uh, you could say a deal breaker. You know, people were astonished even back then. But you know, in the hindsight, you would see that you know things, uh, I mean, came out turned out to be really good. Uh, but you know, I'm what I'm uh, with the clubs. With, with the breakaway clubs is that UEFA has had uh, its fair share of problems. They were, they're not as transparent. I, I'm not with UEFA because uh, they've had their own set of problems and they were not addressed. And today, if UEFA is sort of creating an issue because of this, I mean, uh, the whole uh, reason why this was created, yeah, obviously, uh, uh, you cannot deny that there's a lot of money that is involved, uh, that uh, will not go unnoticed, but at the same time, uh, FIFA and UEFA haven't done enough uh, for the game mm-hmm. over the last mm-hmm. couple of years, and that is pro- primarily one of the reason why uh, the big clubs, at least, you know, sort yeah. of thought of yeah. breaking uh, breaking away. Yeah. You you made a good point earlier about you know the Premier League be- breaking away in in, in 1990. So essentially, uh, a few clubs. Uh, you know, deciding that there was a lot of potential in the English league, breaking away, forming the Premier League, uh, you know, signing huge TV contracts. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a good parallel. But if you actually think about it, 
uh, you know you couldn't really compare the two primarily because back in 1992 english football was in a decline right uh, there were uh, yeah. you know there too many cases of hooliganism there was uh, stadium disasters uh, english clubs were banned from playing in europe for because of the heisel disaster there was hillsboro in 1989 uh, and all of that right english football was in a bit of a turmoil at that point in time right and which is why they decided that it needed a fresh look but essentially like you mentioned right the premier league still maintain that um, level of integrity across uh, all the leagues of football that there was still and i mean there was still a very large element of merit you know a merit meritocracy if you want to call it right clubs mm-hmm. could still get relegated promoted even arsenal yeah. or even a manchester united could end up getting relegated if they performed poorly and arsenal people were actually talking about them getting relegated earlier in the season that was a distinct possibility right yeah teams yeah. like leicester blackburn winning the premier league uh, you know there there were there are fairy tale stories and good things have come out of it but essentially it seems like what has happened now with the european super league is all of these clubs have uh, you know decided to make it like a like a ring fenced event they've essentially said you know we have the big bucks we are coming together we are pulling in uh, or getting investors into forming this league only because we have deep pockets uh, yeah. and essentially there is no there is no concept of uh, you know a, a, a team or a club probably qualifying you you could I mean you could argue for the fact right let's say for example if this was 2004 Mm-hmm. Tottenham wouldn't be in the probably wouldn't be in you know counted as yeah. one of teams, right it could probably be a Leeds who were uh, okay Leeds is a is a bad choice because they ended up getting relegated maybe to the 2002 right Leeds were in the semi final of the Champions League mm-hmm. uh, Roma had won the 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 Italian Serie A in 2002 right they were still a powerhouse yeah. but right now they are, I mean they obviously yeah obviously they off. wouldn't they wouldn't be six uh, Premier League clubs I mean City and uh spurs yeah. would be out of question Leeds, you could argue Leeds, even chelsea would have been uh, probably uh, even chelsea probably yeah yeah I, you could you could i mean there are so many scenarios here right and mm. and it's kind of uh, you know uh it, it's kind of uh, shocking that you know these clubs decide that they are the high and mighty and i mean i'm speaking as an arsenal fan uh i'm proud to see uh, you know arsenal being associated with those clubs but not in this <laughs> manner right i'd rather be yeah. playing them in a competition where we qualify on the basis of our 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 position in the league rather than you know how deep our pockets are right and that's that's mm-hmm. why all of us fell in love with the game in the first place right but obviously yeah, i'll yeah. i'll obviously we'll obviously talk about all of that later right mm-hmm. coming from i mean you you talked about how daniel levy has made you know tottenham into a very uh, uh you know rather has made tottenham into a big brand but i think it's it's also been a few years in the making tottenham constantly quali- qualifying for europe uh, unfortunately uh, in the recent years also you know beating arsenal to finish above them and also having uh, you know a manager like mourinho till very recently uh, and despite the lack of trophies uh, uh, you know moving into a new stadium um, having uh, a, a world class player like harry kane so all of these have actually contributed over over the few years and into making tottenham count as one of the top 6 clubs right mm-hmm. but you feel that it, it i mean it lacks any sort of merit for example let's say a club like west ham or leicester which who are probably as well supported in england do you think mm-hmm. they and and leicester have, have won a, a premier league not less than 5 years ago right Tottenham last yeah, one it was yeah. two years ago. Yeah. Do you think Tottenham have enough merit in their case to, uh, you know, even qualify or, or to you know to even count themselves among the elite of Europe? I mean, Arsenal uh, and Tottenham haven't won won a Champions League. Neither have City, right? Uh, yeah, among the English clubs. So yeah, mm-hmm. there I am. Yeah. Yeah. See, uh, I I'll make it even simpler. Uh, I'm not going to take the example of West Ham or Leicester. I'm going to take an example of Ajax. why haven't ix been invited so it, 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 it so what they're essentially trying to say is if you are sort of backed by the investors 
so you 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 really got need to convince the investors in order to uh, you know be a part of it so it's the money that's making sense and not the history and uh, not the potential of the teams right so i have an issue with that okay so i i, I don't mind i don't mind a le- uh, team sort of breaking away to create a super league because that that is the evolution that is how the game will evolve and this is not the last thing that this is going to be happening see yeah. fr- from a logical sense right Yeah. but the manner in which it is done is something that we need to question now uh, let's say uh, yeah uh, B- uh, bayern and dortmund sort of uh, yeah. you know rebutting this and not being a part of it that's a completely different story but the kind of uh, the logic that goes behind in inviting teams and sort of making them part of this whole initiative is flawed and mm. uh, probably i'm telling you probably and to be very honest uh, so i i know a uh, lot of pe- lot of clubs are saying they're there against it but yeah. if they were given a chance i don't think they would have said no and obviously if i was daniel leva i, w- I wouldn't have said no because mm-hmm. from uh, you have to understand that if you uh, it's again a, a, you know there'll be a fear of missing out uh, if you sort of do not be a part of it obviously the repercussions we yeah. still don't know how it's, how it's going to uh, turn out yeah. but yeah. then uh, yeah it's i i honestly believe that uh, from a history or a result point of view we don't deserve to be there but i think the way that, that the club was run and the kind of financial situation that we are in mm. that sort of merited the decision of being part of this and i'm not okay with that yeah all right thanks for that kartik i'll probably invite you back um on the podcast to discuss some things a little more in detail i'll move on to manan sure. yeah. a chelsea fan and uh, ironically speaking chelsea were the ones who financially doped the premier league if you want to call it that with their russian oil money i'm just being sarcastic but manan overall what are chelsea fans um rather what are chelsea fans talking about uh, since the esl was announced what is the first reaction and and how and how how do chelsea fans in general feel right is there a majority that feel it's good or is there a minority that uh, feel that it's good right where exactly do your opinions lie so um thanks for that uh, supreet but uh, uh, all the fans that i have come across to be very honest uh, are uh, the first reaction that comes to mind is uh, everyone is disgusted uh it's mm. a blatant uh, power play by some of the top clubs in europe europe including uh, chelsea and it, it just goes to show that if you have money basically you know merit goes out of the window you don't i mean you can basically it's saying that teams like leicester uh who have free, you know shocked the world with their uh, premier yeah, league win Yeah. uh you have uh, teams like wigan athletic who won the fa cup against manchester city you have teams like swansea who won the league cup those stories will never get repeated again so basically it's in uh, it's a uh, probably unfair to say that but it's pro- it's nearly americanization of football you are looking for new growth markets rather than you know you are looking at as uh, an entertainment industry you're not looking at from a sport angle you're not looking you are completely ignoring uh millions of loyal fans across the globe of the uh, you know european giants uh, and and it's not just about getting new fans it's all also about you know sustaining your your loyal ones you you look after them you don't abandon them and it's a blatant and shameless uh, mockery of the remaining i don't know 1000 2000 clubs across europe basically you are saying that if you don't have money you are not invited to the elite group Uh, even if you probably are better than us and in foot strictly footballing terms so it's 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 disgraceful from top to bottom uh, uh, it doesn't matter whether you know you, there are rumors going around that you know city and chelsea were probably the last ones to join they didn't want to join but then they were they were left in no choice uh, but to join or be left behind it doesn't matter they you have joined it's your call to make it's a, it is disgusting so i think all across uh, with all the set of fans that i've interacted with uh, during the last 48 hours or so uh, everyone is equally uh, you know and vehemently opposing this uh, particular uh, i wouldn't call it initiative because it's not a good one 
so and and any idea that you know makes uh, the likes of uefa and fifa look good it is probably yeah. the worst one out there so so yeah it, it's terrible it's terrible for a football fan to be honest and i can only imagine the plight of uh, the match going fans who actually you know grow up in these communities it's not just a football club for them it it is a community it's a way of life for them and uh, basically they have just i mean the, the the owners have just turned it into corporates that's that's what it is um, so yeah. keep here so i mean you you brought up a, an interesting point right now fiorentino perez or or apparently who is the lead one of the leading i i would say conspirators behind you know creating the european super league he's he's claiming that essentially uh, these these 12 clubs are actually doing it for the better good of football and according to him essentially what's going to happen is all of the a lot of the money is actually going to be invested back into the football pyramid according to him essentially for improving uh, facilities uh, all of these all of this money will go back into uh, other clubs um, to developing grassroots talent do you buy that or do you think it's just something to cover up do you think there's actually a plan where these clubs which are essentially doing this because you know they want to earn money are actually going to invest that money back into smaller clubs or if this goes ahead do you think it's probably the end of grassroots football right smaller clubs will essentially mm-hmm. cease to exist because there's no money going to them uh, you know their their coffers are drying up the pandemic has hit them hard as well right right where do you think i mean uh, i mean uh, where do you think perez is coming from right you, I, i'm not sure if you've read anything about what is plans exactly yeah. are, but i i just lo- like to know what what do you think about it so i know exactly where perez is coming from uh, for for starters real madrid are 900 million pounds in debt barcelona are 1 billion pounds in debt and this is their way out it's as simple as that and it's it's blatant uh, like i said but how could be how could it be a way, way out i mean yes there is apparently talks of you know jp morgan investing money but apparently even the clubs are going to pool in money um not entirely sure about how that entire model is going to work out but yeah i mean i'm also not uh, so i i would obviously uh, refrain from you know commenting on what i don't know 100% but from what i've been reading uh, so far it's it's definitely looks like you know something uh, so it, it's basically they want to want a larger share of uh, you know the cake it's it's as simple as that now uh, the timing is convenient because it has been known for quite some time that uefa are planning some changes to the champions league um, model basically uh, they are wanting to uh, in fact i mean as we speak they already announced it which is a different matter altogether but increasing teams from 32 to 36 so basically you are the big clubs will lose a little bit more money to those four new clubs that are getting added so nobody wants to give up that sort of money uh and especially the likes of you see real madrid barcelona uh, atletico of course and all the other non premier league clubs for that matter they don't have as lucrative tv deals as the premier league clubs do so obviously they would so, hmm. yep sorry but i'd like to cut you short then yeah, yeah. so apparently i mean from what i know uh, essentially whatever the premier league earns in terms of tv money is it's it's it equally or equitably distributed amongst all the 20 clubs whereas in spain uh, i'm not sure about the seria but at least in spain uh, real madrid and barcelona sell their own television rights no it is it is but it's still uh, it's considerably less than what uh, i would say considerably but it's quite less than uh, the premier league clubs so if you look at that, that if you look compare those two right so forming a league of your own it's basically you know piggybacking on uh, premier league clubs the popularity of the premier league right so that's it's it's a whole power play and and uh, my biggest worry here supreet is not even that okay you forming a league if you have noticed it's not called the european super league it, it's just the super league so what is to say that tomorrow you know perez will not invite any new mls club or a j league club from japan or or some argentine brazilian club what's to say that by the looks of it it's going to be a club from you know united arab emirates like al- al- exactly so 
right so exactly my point so what's to say that that's not going to happen we are already hearing or rather reading rumors about you know matches being held in new york and dubai and qatar and singapore and all of that right right so it's basically globalization of the sport but you are not globalizing football you are globalizing european football that is the problem so now uh, and uh, my fu- uh, fundamentally my point is simple if something is not broke do not try to fix it it's as simple as that uh, and and champions league is one of the you know most lucrative or rather probably the best tournament uh, in sports across the world so why would you want to change something like that and and for basically taking away the charm you know the whole charm of the game is you know the clubs like big clubs like you know chelsea arsenal liverpool tottenham all facing the likes of real madrid barcelona but it is a rare occurrence you know uh, for example chelsea will face real madrid for the first time in champions league history that's rare so you look forward to it if you are going to play real madrid thrice every year then there is no point of that attraction yeah so and arsenal getting uh, thrashed every weekend is in the pretty side <laughs> exactly so there there's no charm in that you yeah, sure for maybe one year, one season two season it will be attractive maybe for from an entertainment point of view but after after a while it will also get boring so that's that's the whole point of it so it, it the whole concept is flawed but yeah i, I guess uh, unless a binding contract has been signed uh, if a binding contract has been signed there is no turning back but yeah if there is a way out i think we should at least as fans we should try all we can to get it done yeah so i'll, I'll thanks for that manan and uh, i'll just go back to karthik for my next set of questions right now this is essentially um Yes, I mean we we talked a little bit about the fans, but I also want to know what do you think about you know the reaction from all of the players and the managers, right? I mean there are a few players who've come out already. I mean Marcus Rashford um, put out a tweet a while back. There's uh, Bruno Fernandes uh, as well. Um, Klopp in 2019 apparently very clearly told that he doesn't like the idea of the Super League. Um, apparently Arsene Wenger a few years back. said you know this is something that's going to happen right so probably he knew that you know there was something that's going you know that's something in the works in in in, a, in the in the back room right um now we are hearing all of these players talk about it and apparently the players were kept in the dark uh, it was i mean it they heard it when we heard it uh do you think this could cause some sort of mutiny uh, amongst players and managers uh, i'm not sure if mourinho is the you know the decision to sack mourinho is a, is a you know is a byproduct of this but do you think players could you know just say just walk away from clubs tear up their contracts and say you know this is not agreed to whatever right you, you never know how this thing is going to blow up uh, how do you how do you i mean how do you think this is going to pan out um firstly i think uh letting go of mourinho is not related to the uh, uh decision i i don't know see from what i was hearing you supposed to be you know sacked at the end of the season or leave by mutual consent but uh, yeah the timing is sort of uh, odd given that we are just a couple of days away from a cup final but i i really don't think this is a you know a, a reason probably to that resulted in the sacking but you know from the players and the coaches point of view uh do they have a choice is a question that i have for them because when a club signs a contract the the players and the coaches are sort of you know legally binded to follow that contract that the club has signed uh, elsewhere right so because they are contracted to with the club uh, mm. the decision of the club is supposed to be taken uh, there there's no questioning that now um let's say let's say that you know obviously players are uh, free to express but you, you have seen right players are not expressing dissent at least the players from uh, the yeah. breakaway clubs they are not coming out openly and publicly you know yeah they are expressing disappointment or shock but they cannot do it that that is probably the worst speak out right James yeah Miller. yeah, yeah. minan did it but have you it's it's not to an extent where uh, you know probably like let's say a bamford did right uh, yeah. so it's more of a well, Uh, shock reaction rather than condemning it correct so that will not result in a punishment the club won't you know condemn that you know saying that why did you go out and say that to the media it's okay it's with the general trend 
they're sort of pacifying it. But uh, I don't think the players have any power to sort of rule this out. Now, let's say they sort of refuse to play or, you know, the club will sanction them. And I don't really think the kind, the kind of money that these guys are paying, anyone are willing to sort of, you know, sanction, uh, uh, I mean, uh, go against the rules of the club and sort of, uh, unless, unless, let's say, uh, UEFA comes out with, uh, uh, you know, uh, hard and fast rule that, you know, if, if you are part of this, you cannot play for your national, uh, you know, yeah. you can't represent your nation. So if something like that comes up, maybe something could trigger. But now let's say, uh, you, you look at the clubs that are part of this list. Now, if, if you're going against one and the clubs and the clubs are hell-bent, right, I really don't see players uh, turning away clubs like Madrid, uh, Barcelona, Chelsea, whatever. So it's hard to turn these guys down and sort of focus only on because we you you do realize that the kind of the kind of money that is involved. Yeah. Uh, play, play, do players uh, negotiate the contracts for over a season because they want uh, 20-30k per week more? Do you do you really really think? that players will sort of go against the club and uh, turn down the money and protest and sort of get the way around. I, I, I don't think that's realistic. Uh, Karthik, but uh, how about uh, the likes of, uh, say, Cristiano Ronaldo or Leo Messi? You know, they are at the twilight of their careers. They have made, well, millions, billions of euros up until now. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't they, I mean, and shouldn't they use their brand? You know, they have a massive following and they are the two icons of the game, probably even, you know, as big as their clubs for all we know. So, shouldn't they be doing a little bit more about this? I mean, no, I think if the, que- if the question is... One, one last contract, maybe a season or two at max, which is why I think they're... But even then, they're the pilot of the career, but there's still one big contract away. If they go to MLS... Right. Uh, I, I'm sure it's going to be a one heck of a contract for the last two, three years. Or, yeah, but or just because they speak up against this, I don't think any club is going to turn away a Leo Messi if someone knocks at your door. Right? So, if you, no, uh, if Messi tomorrow yeah. decides to speak up and the day after the whole thing gets scrapped and if Messi wants to leave Barcelona, I don't think no, any club will, you know, leave any stone unturned to sign him. At least that's what I feel. No, no, definitely. I agree. So, there are two things. You said... Uh, should the players come out and speak out in open? So, if, if it's a question of should, I don't think it's limited to Messi or Ronaldo with the kind of sums that these guys are earning. It's not limited to just Messi and Ronaldo. There are a lot of people who sort of can come out and do it. So, should they do it? Yes, absolutely. I mean, that, that's what, I mean, if they really believe that it's the sport that they're interested in, we, we've seen, right? You know, people, uh, players quoting that, you know, I, I play for the love of the game, you know, it's just an added bonus that I'm being paid for the thing that I love the most. So, it, it, this is the time that you can sort of differentiate, uh, you know, if, if people are actually uh, serious about it or just saying it for the sake of, uh, you know, the press conferences and that. So, um, should they do it? Absolutely. But will they do it? Highly unlikely. That, that's That's where I stand. But again, um, so there's another point uh, which I sort of wanted to, uh, you know, put forward. Um, now, the a lot of things will depend on. So basically, uh, the Super League, the teams in the Super League have constantly maintained that they do not want to uh, break away from the league. The domestic competition should not be hindered, right? Yeah. That that's something that they've maintained. So it's more of something to do with the Champions League and to sort of create an elite competition. That like, would, uh, yeah. Sorry. Sorry. No, no. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so it, it, it's to create another elite competition in Europe. Now, obviously, uh, we also have this new uh, league that is coming uh, for teams that are not part of the, uh, you know, um, Europe league. So, uh, the Conference League, right? That, that's what it's called. If I'm not wrong. So, um, UEFA is doing its bit in order to create that distinction and ensuring as many teams as possible participate in the uh, in, in the European competitions but from see I, I know this is a very controversial opinion but if uh, uh, the league the league is not disturbed I don't have a problem with this as such because uh, see again I, I'm talking from it, it's very speculative okay what I'm saying is from what I read in the uh, the, the statement that these guys have put out now how true is it how how will they honor it I'm not really aware of it 
but the fact that you know if this goes through uh, they are willing to commit uh, money to the clubs uh, I, i think what they've promised is about 40% more than what uefa is doing right now so it's more like a trickle down uh, you know economics wherein okay we are doing this but again that's uh, i don't agree because they're doing it to safeguard their uh, respective images or the brands uh, that that is a motto but the byproduct of that is sort of uh, you know helping the other teams with the finances but again um, uh, so it a lot of things dif- uh, depend upon uh, the legality of how valid this can be if there is no uh, mess that can be caused through legal means then i i'm okay because uh, obviously if this is something that impacts the uh, domestic league and still the clubs decide no it's okay we want to go ahead with it then it's absolute disgrace and i think uh, i i'm totally with boris johnson i, I don't know if this is a rumor or uh, they're actually planning to do it they want they, they they want the german club model to be implemented wherein 50, 51% of the club will be owned by the fans right so that you know at least the vote, voting rights will be owned by the fans so that things i mean they get to say in decisions like these so i i'm totally up for it if the clubs do decide to break away irrespective of the sanction which will tell which will allow them not to play in the domestic league manan you were saying something yeah sorry i was saying uh, in the sense that you know it is even uh, probably a little bit more disgusting if you know clubs want to come back to the league and then you know they are okay to play in the league rather or they want to play in the league so that is the that the audacity is tremendous because what will you be fighting for exactly apart from the premier league title and relegation there's no top four battle there's no battle for europa league spaces i mean leicester can finish in second and still not get anywhere what's the point so and and you obviously you will still get paid from the tv rights deal so why why would the other clubs agree to it there's no reason to for them to do that so uh, i think i think it's 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 all a little bit too i it leaves a really bad taste in the mouth to be honest and, and yeah i mean uh, you know premier league or no premier league i'm either way i i i wouldn't want this to happen that that's just my thought yep so when you talk about repercussions right we've heard a few one is uefa obviously saying you know these clubs will be barred from playing uh in in uefa competitions and um you know the domestic leagues actually saying um you know these clubs won't be allowed to participate but don't you think it's a, it's a big trade off for example people watch the premier league or the premier league actually makes its money because people tune in to watch these clubs to play right people watch in to uh, probably watch more uh, i mean more people would probably watch a game between arsenal and say fulham than let's say sheffield united and aston villa right uh, because there is a big team that's playing that match um, and that's where the premier league makes a lot of its broadcast money um essentially if the premier league does decide to let's say these clubs stick to their stance the premier league does decide to ban these clubs from playing in the premier league um how big of a i mean how big of a you know cat changes are going to be to you know these domestic leagues right you i mean not only in terms of revenue but um you know just how these leagues are going to be played out uh you know what are your initial thoughts anyone can go for it sorry i didn't quite catch the question so please So my question is if the if if the leagues if the domestic leagues actually decide to do away with or rather ban these teams mm-hmm. what exactly how, how is the domestic scene actually going to look like in all of these leagues in the, in Spain and England without these uh, you know big big 12 clubs it's a massive hypothetical scenario because a i don't i, I don't think you know the leagues will be able to survive Uh, to be honest because these are six humongous brands across the globe so their the the money that these guys bring in and they know it they they absolutely damn well know it uh, hence the whole uh, you know blatant uh, moves that they are making here so uh, i think the leagues will not be able to survive it at least uh, premier league for sure um 
it's going to be tough i don't know what the model would be maybe you know none of the sides get relegated this season and uh, the three promoted ones come back on top or or the top 6 uh, from the championship to replace um, the big 6 so called so i think it's going to be a very interesting aspect personally speaking i don't uh, un- unless of course there is a binding contract that has been signed i yeah. which obviously there are varying reports because some have said that it's just a letter of intent which is not binding so uh, if it is a binding contract of course uh, then uh, I, i i don't see any way back but if it is not then i don't see the whole thing happening in the first place probably it's just a power play to uh, you know get the likes of uefa and uh, fifa follow these big six or whatever big 12s um whims you know cater to the whims and maybe get a better share of money but uh, yeah i i really hope that is the case uh, because uh, it, it otherwise it's going to be a disaster really i don't know how uh, english football at least uh, premier league uh, will survive yeah. yeah and and also what about you know the history of these clubs right okay i mean arsenal haven't won a champions league yet but they do have a couple of european trophies to their name uh, chelsea have won a champions league united have three Liverpool have six, Real Madrid have thirteen, Barcelona has five, I think AC Milan has seven. Um, yeah. So apparently, Wait, I think I'm going to stop you there. Uh, I think I'm going to stop you there. Uh, yeah. So what's the point? Let's <laughs> 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 not finish off the list. Then. <laughs> so he he doesn't want you to go any further in terms of counting. Yeah, we got we got we got your point. So come on, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I, I actually started off by saying Arsenal haven't won it either. So. So, uh, I mean, do you think there's a possibility that UEFA could say, you know, screw this, we are going to take back all your Champions Leagues? I mean, you you never know what what the repercussions could be, right? And and are clubs essentially, I mean, are these twelve clubs essentially willing to trade in their, um, you know, their history, their their traditions, for you know something that's, you know, something that the fans are so against, something that's. Uh, you know just going to that that sounds seems so temporary right so it uh, apparently if uh, uh, the rumors are to be believed <laughs> it seems they are transferring all their european titles and naming it as european super league winners so real madrid will apparently have 13 european super league titles if, if the reports are to be believed but yeah as you rightly mentioned you know it looks so superficial uh, you know it's so haphazard Uh, there's no proper planning there are very various reports saying that you know clubs are not happy uh, there's internal rifts going on uh, apparently the players also didn't know up until yesterday so mm-hmm. it's a whole i think it's all everything has been rolled out although it may have been in planning for quite some time now but it has been rolled out in a very hurried fashion and 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 Uh, you know as i think the backlash is rightly coming up and i think it's coming up from all angles so the, uh, I, but i think the only way uh, the whole thing stops is if players and managers stand up i don't see any other way because they are the ones who will be actually you know on the ground they'll be playing the sport so unless they say that no i can't do this uh, i i i guess uh, bad pr doesn't really affect the you know but, but that, uh, clowns a, at the top a, i mean it's a crazy scenario if you think about it right i mean it's it's essentially us like we are employees of a company we essentially one day just say you know we're not going to work essentially a mutiny right and do do you think players are willing to do that i mean i, I know jordan henderson apparently has called for a captains meeting to kind of decide how the the the, the premier league clubs are going to react to it but no one really knows you know how many players are, are are okay with it no no one really knows how many players are against it let's say a, a minority of players do stand up right or uh, how how is it going to just pan out right how, what kind of decisions do clubs take because i'm pretty sure there are legal aspects that are involved as that that are that come into this as well fif pro which actually stands for players rights um uh, apparently has uh told that you know they they you know all the all the clubs will be sued if this goes if this actually does go ahead right uh i'm just wondering how how you know big of a mess this could eventually become uh given that you know uh, fifa has already told these players or uefa and fifa have already told these players can't play in the euros they can't play in the world cup 
essentially you cannot play in international football uh, but at the other end of the spectrum you're talking about money and you know this is crazy amounts of money uh, players like de bruyne sala uh, you know um, uh, harry kane uh, lukaku uh, all of the best players in the world right would they be okay uh, you know trading something like that off for you know millions and millions of dollars or how how do, i mean how do you see this planning out at least amongst players and managers dude uh, so for me you know this is just might sound uh, a little odd uh, probably even borderline crazy but uh, remember when icl uh, was sort of started right in india yep. so uh, you know there was a format uh, everything was set in place uh, but you know the bcc did not uh, agree to it because they were not involved and uh things sort of got out of control because national sports were not involved and uh stuff like that but just a few years later uh something of the similar format came through when the uh you know when there was a sort of a compromise when uh all all, all these uh you know uh, the respective nation uh national cricket associations were sort of involved in a certain sense and uh the icc was sort of put in loop it all become a huge success right i i'm not saying that we do not have such a system uh, in, in in football but at the same time i think uh, there will be a compromise obviously uh, someone has to compromise and i'm sure it's going to come from both the parties and uh, and obviously i really don't think there's a binding contract signed uh, like manu was saying right it, 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 yeah. it's really uh, <laughs> clubs who are not stupid to sign something so so concrete without having even the basic uh, you know guidelines or frameworks uh, listed down or made public yeah. uh, they, they were not even uh, aware of what, what the pulse was of the the fans and the other uh, mm-hmm. stakeholders involved so i i i think it's more of a, a gimmick uh, to sort of see what uh, how people would react but at the same time i think uh, this might just go through ahead uh, i mean you might see uh, a whole uh, super league uh, where selective clubs will sort of end up playing in europe but at, at some point i i feel uh, there will be a compromise and uh, maybe a settlement or whatever it is there will be a compromise and uh, there might not be sanctions uh, uh, that would result in players not playing for the country and the domestic league yeah so i i, I think i think it will come to a point where the governments will get involved because football is uh you have to look at it from an econ- economics point of view the kind of revenue that it generates for the uh for the nationalities as well right so uh th- there is that and there is also the public sentiment because uh, a lot of european uh, countries have football as one of the major attractions right so uh, this has got a political implication as well and um so i i see there is a settlement uh definitely on the horizon i am not too sure how and how when will take place because that's got a lot of legal complications involved but yes uh, i'm sure there will be a settlement uh, with clubs yeah. who are involved right the kind of mm. picture that they have and, yeah it's 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 apparently also being called out as you know a very complex ploy to get uefa to um you know essentially listen to these big clubs and create or or conduct the champions league and the europa league according to how these clubs want it to be run right that is yeah, yeah. i mean i wouldn't rule that out uh, but essentially by creating the super league they've burnt a lot of bridges right um sefren calling agnelli a snake uh, i mean with with that sort of animosity between uefa and these 12 clubs it it seems like things are have just gotten uglier but on the other end uefa also cannot really conduct competitions without these you know without these big 12 clubs right uh, obviously dortmund bayern and psg are still in there but those are the only stellar names maybe you could count in clubs like roma um, but they but all of these clubs yeah. enjoy the same level of support right um, or, or or they don't bring in the same amount of money right sure. yeah but but even if it is a complex ploy to get you know uefa to uh, listen to what these 12 clubs want to dude it's it's, a, it's actually a very ugly way of doing it um uh, because fans who have been watching these uh teams right essentially no one has taken their wishes or no one has taken um you know what, essentially no one has understood or asked what the fans actually want uh you know um their clubs to do right it's it, it just seems like 
these 12 owners or, or you know have come together into a room and then taken these decisions because they essentially own these clubs right uh, as opposed to let's say a shareholder uh, you know a group of shareholders or you know a group of fans actually making that sort of a decision yeah i mean so what do you guys think so what i believe here is that uh, the clubs probably you know uh, what they their belief would be is that yeah fans would be angry uh, probably give them some time uh, because over time things can get better and the moment you see uh, uh, spurs play let's say barcelona every midweek let's say real madrid barcelona all these clubs every midweek maybe 3 4 months and people will start watching the games again uh, i mean people will want to go travel and want to go visit those matches it doesn't matter how mad the fans can get it's going to uh, you know the normalcy will be restored after a certain point of time maybe this could be their thinking because uh the fans are invested right and you you really don't expect the fans to you know sort of uh move away from 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 this emotional connect i, I mean that 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 could be the belief uh because if they don't really believe in that they can't go ahead and then make such a uh, yeah. make a decision of this magnitude without consulting the fans yeah so yeah i mean they they, they, they are just taking fans for granted so that, that, i think that's clearly evident yeah okay uh, we discussed a lot so last couple of points maybe uh, okay so we 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 talked about uefa and fifa earlier and we we both i mean i think all of us know that you know uefa and fifa are not exactly saints right um uefa is, i mean both of these organizations have been mired in you know all sorts of controversy and people are asking questions like you know uh they didn't take a stance you know strong enough stance on racism but they have a strong enough stance on this uh racism obviously is a much more larger issue probably supersedes football uh but then you know my my question is uh you know where exactly do uefa and fifa go from here right um it's 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 such a hard question to uh frame because there's there's so much of uh, you know there's so much of uh, uh viscosity that's already been created um is there no turning back um uh, is is there you know for example could could you uefa come to an agreement with these clubs and say okay you play your close league of 12 um you know your 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 12 12 of your teams and then we have a separate champions league uh, could it be a restructuring in the domestic leagues where all the domestic leagues then say you know we we won't probably have the league cup or you know a, a fourth club comp- uh, cup competition uh, maybe reduce the number of rounds in the fa cup to probably fit, fit in these all of these fixtures uh, because essentially that's where the money lies right i'm not sure how that affects the pyramid at the bottom but you know do you, do you see these uh, you know landscape changing things happening over the next few months because apparently they want to start this league in august that's where they just yeah. have you know less than a half a year to actually make that uh, you know come into life um, you know yeah. there's, there's so much there's so much to do and you know so little time right do you, do you see these things happening at that 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 pace and do you think that's where football is headed at least at least a top 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 level of football um again uh, so i believe yeah that definitely uh, uh you know nailed on to happen uh but but not just that i mean there could be uh this can happen uh, i mean there were some suggestions okay this is not coming from me directly but i've seen some you know verified accounts on twitter you know sort of saying that this could be a possibility that you know uh, teams can play this as a post uh, post season event or a pre season event uh, considering that they want to play games at neutral venues uh, probably asia and africa as well uh, in the future so you cannot really play these games uh, you know away from europe Uh, during a midweek fix, as a midweek yeah. fixture right yeah. Yeah. so uh, the the vision that they have in terms of you know building, building the whole uh, brand will not allow uh, them to play these games during a midweek so it has to be like let's say a, a mini break that uh, as i said i mean uh, the both the domestic calendar and the european calendar sort of allows so that uh, these these games can be played out but at the same time uh, uh, I mean, considering the fatigue and all, uh, the total number of games in a calendar year has to be limited, and 
for that maybe yeah these these clubs might sort of be i don't know it's again a speculation but yeah they could be given a buy for the qualifying round maybe you never know uh, there can be a whole change in the whole uh, you know champions league format yeah. wherein these guys uh, these teams they will allow they'll be allowed to uh, have their own league but that again uh, uh, they'll be given the entry at let's say a, a round of 32 or mm-hmm. uh, something like that so that they minimize the matches and so, so, uh, sort of uh, have their own league uh, it, i i'm sure i mean that's the only way to think of it because uh, they're not going to back out uh even if let's say uh, these guys are threatened i don't see these clubs backing out because uh i, I again this, this is what i expect uh you know, since morning we've been reading reports of you know some clubs already having uh, cold feet yeah, uh, yeah. so we really so, don't so, know that's what i was actually coming at do you think we could probably see withdrawals uh and this entire thing just falling apart um uh, before it's even you know you know you know before the stock even progresses further i think so i mean going back to manan's point again if if there is no binding contract withdrawals are totally uh, possible i mean uh, they just could say that you know uh, we didn't expect the backlash in uh, fans to be uh, this way yeah. we uh, our players are not happy and without them we might not even survive i mean the play, if players do take uh, a stand against us uh, there's no game there's no club probably we are at the risk of uh, losing the uh, i mean the board probably is at the uh, risk of losing the jobs maybe yeah. the fans would want the board to be replaced so uh, that, that is definitely a viable situation that i can see of so um, you never know it's, it, it's just the power tussle uh, we'll have to see if uh, these guys can hold on and get mm-hmm. what they want yeah Manan, Manan, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I think uh, pretty much on the same lines, uh, Karthik, uh, you said. Uh, so for the likes of, see, the the g- good thing about this is that the likes of, I, I mean, it's ironic that you know we have to uh, turn to the likes of Chelsea and City this time because they don't need the money. Let's be very honest; they don't need that money. Uh, they already have rich sugar daddies. so they don't need the money and and uh, from what i've been reading like karthik correctly mentioned again is that some of the teams are getting cold feet and if at all and there are various reports that those teams are either chelsea or city basically uh, the whole agenda is being driven by the american owners of the premier league uh, uh, basically the glazers and cronkers and obviously the fsg group so uh, but the only concern i have right now is uh, what if you know the likes of psg also want to join sometime in the future so psg have their own personal agenda at this point in time uh, you know they have world cup coming up in qatar you do not want to jeopardize that the, the whole lot of investment has gone into it owners you mean and not psg per se yeah exactly so they wouldn't want to jeopardize that so what if you know they have a plan of joining after 2022 right now they may all act as saints and you know we don't want to join and blah 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 but th- that's a distinct possibility that thing it can happen uh, down the line but the thing is uh, i think even if let's say chelsea and city do end up leaving how much of an impact it will have on the other 10 remaining clubs i don't i don't think that much you know probably chelsea and city will get back into the good books of the public but you know, the league can still go ahead with that without them there's no reason why it can't because you already have the likes of bsg and bayern munich not playing so yeah. what's two more clubs so that's the thing so uh, it has to happen from a majority i think obviously england holds the key here so if chelsea city go and a third club follows mm-hmm. which and at, at this point i think tottenham will be the most likely uh, team because uh, I, i mean whatever they might be the most likely team because clearly the other three owners have uh, other interests in mind american right so yeah. yeah so if if at all tottenham end up joining chelsea and city again obviously it's all speculative then we may have some shift and if england completely chucks out then obviously perez has no case here so i i guess so let me let me get this straight i think you're saying two things tottenham uh, are the key to uh, the survival of this uh, super league 
uh and two you you called roman abramovich as a sugar daddy he is i mean let's be honest i mean there's no okay. why would i mean i see anything else the point is and tottenham is not the key because we don't know whether chelsea and city are going to back out yet so no, see honestly if, if either one of them backs out right any of them uh it's like a pack of cards or a house of cards you could say i i would definitely see the others getting cold feet and you know that's the problem if one club backs out right the others are uh, all yeah. they're already villains but they're going to be made uh, look like super villains so i i don't think that's a risk i, I don't I, i don't think that will happen karthik to be very honest you know from what i have been reading uh, chelsea and city obviously were the last two clubs to join and what they were told is that this you know this is happening with or without you you might as well join us so if at all those two again end up leaving or even if one of those two end, end up leaving i don't think it has any impact on you know these um you know, uh, the other clubs to be very honest i think it will still go on england has to you know when i say england premier league clubs have to uh, sort of go out as a in bulk and that's where if three of the six move out then we have a case then you really portray them as you know what the hell are you doing so i think that's where the whole thing lies and like i said yeah i mean tottenham may well end up being key because yeah like i said you know chelsea city don't need the money so that's where we are i think we are at a critical point um, now and this will have obviously massive repercussions uh, going forward as well in how the game is played uh, so yeah i mean let's hope uh, uh, they don't take any decisions that is not in the best interest of fans yeah okay i think uh, we've discussed a lot so my final segment for today is going to be probably predicting the future right we still have what five games or six games left in the league uh, in the english league um, and and also across all of the other leagues across europe um what exactly could happen with the season first is what i want to ask both of you could that possibly be a points deduction uh, will there be player protests will there be player mutinies manager speaking out against the league uh, let's start with uh, kv i'm i'm only asking firstly in context of what is going to happen with the remainder of the season you can also talk about what what do you think is going to happen to the champions league and the europa league uh, and the uh, yeah i think you can exclude the cup cup competitions for now because uh, because i'm pretty sure tottenham are winning the etc yeah um okay so again it's it, it's again quite speculative but i really don't think that uh, teams getting kicked out uh, out of the champions league and psg is all of a sudden you know, just being declared winners is practical one uh, so even if uefa does uh, go for sanctions i think it's going to be from uh the next season again we really don't know what's in the contract right and i'm sure uh you know having played these many games having invested so so much of resources uh, i don't i don't think can uh, clubs can be just kicked out directly uh or you know uh, points can be deducted uh, uh just for you know because, because what they're trying to do is not in effect from this season so logically speaking they shouldn't have any sanctions this year this season but it should come in from uh, uh the next season if at all right so um i expect the league also to go through uh, as is and so as the champions league uh but again um if it really pisses off uh, uefa and they really feel that they could do without the presence of these clubs then yeah i mean uh, i i really don't i mean obviously these uh, they can they, they can be uh, stripped of their uh, league titles and uh, Champions League as well, so you never know. It's a very highly speculative, but I I really don't see uh, sanctions coming in in effect from this season. Yeah. Okay. And uh, second question for you, KV again is: Do you think this is going to go ahead, or people are just going to forget forget it in a few weeks, like it was a bad dream? Um, I really don't think. Uh, the breakaway clubs will back down uh, because this has been in discussion for quite a few years now right mm. um so for the for them to sort of bring into action and take this decision 
again the timing of this is terrible we i probably we didn't speak about this but the terrible of the whole this thing is uh, in this situation and the pandemic situation is terrible absolutely terrible but then uh, that also says something right i mean uh, they went on to uh, getting this up so quick uh, it's because maybe uh, it's only two things right they are 100% con- uh, con- convinced that you know they can go ahead and do this because maybe they've managed to uh, bring investor on board at this moment that could be one of the reasons or it's just that you know they feel that ufa are vulnerable and it, it's the best time to sort of uh, arm twist them and get the changes that they need mm. so yeah. it, it, it's either, either one of these two uh, but i really hope that you know since the kind of clubs that are on board uh, with the fan presence and the brand image that they have i don't think they're going to play some dirty politics and then just try to arm twist ufa and make it all uh, a nasty affair so yeah. uh, either either which way it's going to be ugly but i i i think uh, you know some exceptions will be made and uh, the whole super league will go through hmm. okay and uh, same same to questions to manan yeah um yeah firstly what's going to happen to the rest of the season and secondly do you what do you think is going to really happen next season do you think I- <laughs> I think the two questions are not mutually exclusive because uh, this first question the response to first question depends on what the outcome of the second one is really but yeah the point is going forward the remaining of season it's basically now a farce to be very honest i don't think anyone really remotely has got the same amount of interest as it was not two days back you know uh these uh, the top four is as tight as ever you know the likes of and i i can't help but feel so so bad for the likes of leicester and west ham so close uh, to a champions league spot and everything has gone up in smoke no one is remotely interested in any of that now if i mean if they'll probably be there next season just that these 12 clubs won't be <laughs> right right so anyway i mean you as a leicester or a west ham you obviously dream of playing the likes of uh, madrid and bayern and uh, you know barcelona but that's not going to happen so yeah so it's it's ended up in a farce unfortunately i think uh, in terms of ending the season i uh, the threats of uefa are really not not um, you know don't carry any weight i think uh, i don't think any of the champions league or europa league clubs will be kicked out especially when you consider the uh, monetary and legal implications from it so i think that will still go ahead as it's as it's uh, planned only thing is how much of you know an interest the fans will really have it's 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 for you know everyone to decide really so unfortunately what looked like a very promising season even i mean as a chelsea fan also has gone ended up in a farce really so that's that's the most disappointing uh, thing for me and will you be watching the remain the remaining games uh, the remaining premier league and sorry or, or do you think the ucl is like invalidated now like whatever happens doesn't matter uh, no it's not obviously it's not invalidated because uh, it's still a trophy uh, however you know amusing or uh, farcical it may be it's still a trophy so i think yeah. it's not obviously the whole uh, interest and enthusiasm has gone down significantly but yeah it's still something to you know cling on to for all we know it may be the last champions league trophy um, we may ever have uh, you know not not as chelsea but anyone for that matter so we don't yeah. know what's the future we're no, not going to have it as chelsea that's for sure yeah i mean let's not get there at least we have one but uh, <laughs> so yeah the second uh, to answer your second question i think uh i'm just reading as we were talking you know i think the big 12 clubs are get already getting what they want so it seems there's a breaking news that um, ufa are also looking for you know in discussions with investment firms to uh create a new champions league now which would have a budget of 4 4.5 billion euros and it could rise to 7 billion euros so that's exactly what the 12 uh, clubs want you know more money more investment and if they can uh, you know uh, bend ufa to their will i think that is the whole point of this so called super league in the first place but yeah it all depends on whether that piece of paper uh, is binding or not you know in terms of contract so if it is not i, I personally don't see uh, at least this thing going on because one after the other you know pins will start to fall at some point of time because already we are there are reports that you know some clubs will earn more than the others so 
even after forming such a uh, you know uh, controversial league you would want a level playing field so if that's not going to be the case i'm sure uh, certain clubs will uh, you know end up moving out so uh, i think uh, from my point of view i think the whole thing is designed to you know as a power play uh, to bend the governing bodies to these guys will and i think that's happening already and i think that is the whole purpose behind it so uh, if they don't bend then you know they go ahead and form something else so that's how the whole thing is but i think yeah honestly if i have to give you one answer straight yes or no whether it will happen or not i don't think it will happen that's that's how would i would put it okay Right. and you know uh, uh, supreet uh, one one more one more point uh, sorry to interrupt uh, the whole power tussle right so earlier yeah. you had a centralized body in the form of a uefa or a union that was sort of you know we had a board which had uh, you know uh, a, a form of election that would give others chance to sort of come into but here as you would see as you would understand florentino perez would end up holding uh, uh, you know the leash to the whole Uh, wagon you could call right so here i would think that th- uh, you know things might end up sour probably 2 3 years down the line and um, unless there is again a governing body that is completely independent of the teams that are involved uh, i i really don't think that uh, you know uh, i mean we 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 might not uh, end up seeing issues and so you can already again going to be a very key you can already see the controversial statements perez has made this morning in terms of yeah, shortening yeah. the duration of a football match duration uh, yeah true so it's it's ridiculous uh, in terms of, i think yeah, i can't imagine a football being played in a t20 format <laughs> exactly so i think yeah i think at the end of the day you know it's it's just a front really in it's what i think or maybe he should just set up a meeting with uh, lalit modi the visionary you know <laughs> <laughs> all right great conversation today uh, we've we've been talking about this for more than an hour uh, and uh, thank you so much it's it's been um, another great podcast hopefully uh, we'll have more exciting to stuff uh, more exciting stuff to talk about uh, from now till the end of the season and and i think we'll probably have a lot more to talk about the european super league thanks uh, karthik and thanks manan for your time today cheers super thanks for cheers cheers bye make sure to follow us on twitter and instagram at the 6 yards pod stay safe and have an awesome weekend